Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about exciting new GMO foods that are currently in development with help from Dr. Patrick Cornwyer and why you regularly underestimate how often others are thinking about you. We'll also answer a listener question about how your brain knows when you're uncomfortable and you need to change your position. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Yesterday, we featured a guest who gave you a pretty comprehensive primer on the science of GMOs. And today, he's going to tell us about a few GMOs coming down the pipeline that are worth getting excited about. Dr. Patrick Cornwyer is a regulatory scientist at the FDA who works to ensure the safety of food from genetically modified plants. We asked him which GMOs were in development that he was the most excited about. Let's see. You know, some of them are just fun, like the pink pineapple. I ordered that online and shared it with some friends, um, which is cool to see, you know. So that type of thing is not going to change the world, but it's just fun. What I think is exciting is golden rice. So that's rice that's been fortified with provitamin A. And the goal is to reduce vitamin A deficiency, which is a really big problem in a lot of parts of the world. And it leads to blindness in children. And so the idea is it's been a challenge for decades to alleviate this problem. And, and it tends to occur in places where people eat rice as their staple, which doesn't have any vitamin A in it. And so rice has been genetically engineered to be golden in color because provitamin A is yellow. So that's why it ends up being golden. And the idea is that if rice varieties that are engineered in this way are introduced into farming systems where vitamin A deficiency is common, that maybe this problem can once and for all be alleviated and prevent a lot of suffering and childhood blindness. And so that project has been underway for a long, long time, and it's getting really close to being implemented now. So I've been watching that project ever since I was an undergrad in college studying plant molecular biology and thought it was cool then. Now it's almost 20 years later, and it's looking like it's, it's getting close to actually being implemented. So that's something that would be exciting if it really does get out there and you know, help children and, and prevent blindness. Yeah, I've I've also been hearing about that for years. It actually surprises me that it's not implemented yet. I guess I guess there's a lot of work that goes into that. Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of roadblocks along the way. And part of it is just that it's really complicated to replace people's rice varieties with new ones. You have to make sure that it works really well and that they perform really well. And, and people around the world grow a lot of different rice varieties. So in order to get it right, takes a lot of work and care. So that's part of it. There's a lot of reasons why it's taken a while, but it's not a simple thing, that's for sure. Anything worth doing is worth doing right. Again, that was Dr. Patrick Cornwyer, a regulatory scientist at the FDA. You can learn more about GMOs at the FDA's Feed Your Mind website. You can find a link to that in today's show notes. We've talked before about that feeling that you like your friends more than they like you. That's called the liking gap, and we covered it in September. Well, a recent study in the Journal of Experimental Psychology found something along the same lines. You regularly underestimate how much a recent conversation partner is thinking about you. They call this the thought gap. This is pretty relevant because we spend more than half of our waking hours in conversation with other people. A lot of us will replay those interactions in our heads later on. And if you're like me, you'll do it right when you're trying to fall asleep. 
The team behind this study was interested in how our self-perceptions in conversations compared to our meta-perceptions or the way that we believe the other person sees us. So to test this, scientists ran eight experiments involving nearly 2,300 participants. Several experiments required students to rate how much they'd thought about the last person they'd spoken with, whether it was a friend or a stranger, and how much they believed that person thought about them. In each scenario, students believed they thought about their conversation partner more than the other person thought about them. And this so-called thought gap grew wider as the hours wore on. The longer it had been since their conversation, the less participants believed their conversation partners thought of them. Scientists say that's because they could access their own thoughts, but had no idea about their partner's thoughts or experience over the course of a day. Now, this doesn't mean that people are always thinking about us more than we believe they are. When people are feeling particularly self-conscious, like maybe about something they're wearing or something silly they said, then they can fall prey to the spotlight effect, where they believe everyone is noticing and thinking about them more than they actually are. But in this case, the idea that someone you had a nice conversation with has you on their mind, it seems to be a good thing. When researchers asked participants how it would feel to learn that their conversation partner was thinking of them, more than 40% said they'd be pleasantly surprised. Hopefully, knowing that someone is thinking about you more than you realized can make you feel a little less alone. We got a listener question from Constanza in Mexico City, who asks, how does your brain know when you're uncomfortable and must change your position? What exactly happens to let it know? Great question, Constanza. While there's very little research on this question specifically, we know enough about how the brain and body work together to come to some pretty likely conclusions. So think about what happens when you remain in one position for a really long period of time. Say, when you're sitting in the front row of a movie theater and you're craning your neck to see the screen. That position puts pressure on your cervical spine and on your neck muscles, and it's liable to start feeling pretty uncomfortable, painful even. Physical discomfort and pain are really just two points on a spectrum, and they're both usually caused by stimulation to pain receptors. Those receptors send a message along peripheral nerves to the spinal cord, where it heads up to the brain. Pain is often a sign of damage, so it's in your brain's best interest to put a stop to that pain as soon as possible. So it sends a signal back down to your motor neurons to change your head position, and maybe give your neck muscles a quick massage while you're at it. This system isn't just nice to have. It can literally prevent long-term injury. For example, you know how when you're in bed, you'll feel the urge to just roll over into a new position every so often? That's your brain preventing pressure injuries. People in bed who are unconscious, unable to sense pain, or just can't move can often get pressure injuries called bed sores, where the skin's blood supply is cut off for several hours and, as a result, a big ulcer forms as the skin begins to die. These sores can even extend down into the muscle and bone. That's why attendants in hospitals and nursing homes need to physically adjust their patients in bed every so often. And the same goes for when you're lying on your arm and it falls asleep. That happens because your nerves are compressed and your brain can sense that signal disruption and force you to move. But when someone is unconscious, say from drinking too much, their brain can't make that call and they can end up causing damage to the nerve's protective coating. 
that can cause numbness that takes days or even months to heal. So that momentary shift in your chair, that's just your brain keeping your body safe. Thanks for your question, Constanza. Before we recap what we learned today, I just wanted to quickly remind you to take another look at your podcast app because a full episode of Dogs 101 just dropped in your Curiosity Daily feed. No, that wasn't a mistake. We did it on purpose. Dogs 101 is a brand new podcast from Discovery, and we think you'll like it. So check it out. But right now, let's recap what we learned today, starting with the fact that new GMO foods are in development. Some are just fun, like pink pineapples. But others are very useful, like golden rice. Researchers are working on adding vitamin A to rice, which would give it a golden color and, more importantly, help people get a nutrient that they might otherwise not be getting enough of. Really exciting stuff. Yeah, and this is really important. Adding vitamin A to rice can completely change the game. Apparently, in developing countries, 500,000 people every year, and most of them are children, become blind. And half of them die within a year of becoming blind. And nearly 9 million children die of malnutrition every year. So just the simple ability to add this important micronutrient that can prevent blindness and increase nutrition is huge. It's a huge improvement. And I'm really excited for this stuff to hit prime time. Super cool. And again, you can learn more about GMOs in general and lots of this kind of stuff at the FDA's Feed Your Mind website, which we'll put a link to in today's show notes. Very cool program. And we learned that we tend to assume that a recent conversation partner is thinking about us less than we're thinking about them. It's a tendency called the thought gap, and researchers think it happens because we have full access to our own thoughts, but zero access to the other person's, at least once the conversation is over. I have thought about this story nonstop since we assigned it. Really? Yeah. Why? It's just I just the idea that other people are really ever thinking about me. I just have lots of, you know, tiny interactions, maybe one meeting with somebody or one Zoom call and I, you know, I think about that person later. And I it never really crosses my mind that that person is ever thinking about me. And it can change how you approach a lot of things, like business networking events. I'm not a big fan of networking events per se, but when you meet someone in a professional context, if there's a higher probability than you would assume that someone later thinks about you, then that means there's a higher probability that an opportunity might present itself or that that person may contact you in the future, right? So it doesn't change expectations for what you'll get out of interactions, but it, I think, changes the possibilities. For me personally, that's kind of how I take it. Yeah, I, I like that framing. That's cool. And we also learned that your brain knows when you're uncomfortable, most likely because of pain receptors, which send messages to your brain to let it know that damage might be happening. As a result, your brain tells you to move. If it didn't, you might be at risk of pressure injuries like bed sores and damaged nerves, which nobody wants. I just wish my brain would tell me to move a little bit less in bed, you know? Sometimes I just want to lie there like a mummy in a sarcophagus. And wake up in the exact same position that I went to sleep in. Just just once. Just want to do it. Instead of rolling around like an alligator trying to kill its prey. <laughs> this is pretty much how, how I sleep. I imagine you're not the only person that wishes that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can't imagine who you're talking about. Nope. No idea. <laughs> oh, man. 
some days I've woken up in the morning and bed sheets have just been in positions where I'm like, how? <laughs> right. Just how? How is this even like unless you took a course on tying knots or something, <laughs> it's like they're folded and, and crumpled into like a, a, a fourth dimension. I don't even it's yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, same. I know the pain. The writer for today's Thought Gap story was Steffi Drucker. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer, who is also a writer and audio editor on today's episode. Our producer and lead audio editor is Cody Goff. Have a great weekend. It's weird to think about the fact that you might think about Ashley and me during your weekend. But you know what? If you write us a five-star review or send us an email, we're going to be thinking about you too. I promise. Then join us again Monday to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious.